Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I am Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And today we are going to talk about something that has been on our minds, whether we choose to or not, a lot lately. And that is kind of patient perceptions of safety protocols and preparing patients for what it is that they're going to walk into when they come to your practice. In fact, there's a lot of things we would all acknowledge, Corey, that a lot of things have changed since this pandemic. And what we thought may have been short-lived in March, here it is, you and I, are recording this almost at the end of August and things have certainly changed across the board. I um, just met with a bunch of surgeons this morning before this call and we were talking about what's the game plan for tackling office visits. Yeah, those still happen. Referral marketing, if face-to-face is frowned upon right now during the pandemic. And that got me to thinking like, what else should we be doing right now that we've historically done differently? One area in particular is social media, especially like what our practices are putting out there versus what patients are actually seen because there's so much to be said that if you've got a safety protocol in place and it says you're going to be wearing masks at your practice, it's up to you to make sure that your staff are actually wearing those masks. We had a client this week, I mean, you saw it, where a patient went into the practice. They said that they were adhering to all the CDC recommendations and safety protocols, and they weren't. And the patient became very uneasy and walked out of the practice and then proceeded to talk about that experience on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter and on Google and on RateMDs and on health grades. And then poor Danielle was chasing her tail. And so that's just another example of everything that has, you know, where it used to be kind of simple, it has changed so much. In fact, I was mentioning this the other day that patients are paying attention to safety protocols more than anything else in our newsletter campaigns that we send out. In fact, it's the number one click-through rate of anything, any links in these newsletters we're sending. The number one thing people are clicking on are the safety protocols. There was a study that recently came out from MGMA, and that study said that 87% of patients are more likely to cancel or reschedule an appointment because they fear for safety. And so it kind of begs the question, what as a practice are you supposed to do to put patients' minds at ease? And how do we prepare patient readiness becomes more and more of a critical factor. And that's what I want us to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny you say how much things have changed, but one thing that has remained the same is that if a patient is not happy about something, they are going to take to social media and those online review sites to voice their concerns. So with that client that you were referencing just a minute ago, you know, I thought it was telling that the patient went to multiple sites to express her displeasure about the fact that they were not following the CDC guidelines. And, you know, frankly, I can't really blame her for that because I think she went in there with her daughter and she was expecting 
expecting one thing and she walked in and, and got a totally different scenario. So I don't really blame her for that, but that's something we have to deal with. And, you know, you mentioned social media as well, and it's not impossible to post on social media, but you do have to plan a little bit differently and make sure that you are doing everything that you claim that you're doing. And if you're going to go snap a photo, there's a couple more pieces that you have to consider before you actually post that photo now that you wouldn't have had to do a year ago. Yeah, we have a client that wants to host an event or do like a check presentation at a local school. And we actually have a meeting about that later on today. And you and I were kind of spitballing before this recording of how we're going to handle that meeting, because I just don't know if the potential negatives right now, the backlash of doing anything on social media is worth what the potential backlash could be. Because going into a school, one, could you get permission to get into a school? And are you doing it just for the check presentation where you're having to wear a mask? You know, we're walking a fine line. Is it business as usual or are sensitivities so high that we really need to like double do a double take on what things are worth putting out there because what we're saying we may think we're being perfectly clear and amicable and just showing a good deed whereas somebody who has a different mindset or has had a different experience may see what we're posting in a totally different light. Right, absolutely. I mean, every person that enters that school potentially could be a carrier of COVID-19 or whatever. So the more people you invite into the school, the more problem there is. And that in and of itself is a problem, even if you are wearing a mask, etc. So it's a complicated issue, but it's not impossible. And so I think that's what this episode really is about, is how do you sort of communicate these things? And I want to touch on that study that you had mentioned earlier from the MGMA. There's actually an article that was kind of written up about the study that they did. It was 697 responses, and that's where that 87% of healthcare leaders report safety as the top reason patients defer care amid COVID. That's where that number comes from. The other 9%, just FYI, is job or insurance loss, and 4% is some other reason. We'll link to that in the show notes so you can check that out. Um, But in that study, there's a quote and then a couple of bullets from Adrienne Lloyd, and she's the chief administrative officer for Duke Eye Center, and she's an MGMA consultant. And she recommends a couple of approaches when you need to win over some reluctant patients. And, you know, it's funny kind of reading through this. And these are a lot of things that we are also practicing and we are also telling our clients as well. So I thought it would make sense to kind of run through some of her recommendations and then sort of back those up and support those with some real examples that we've seen. Absolutely. So the first thing she says is communicate changes made to your physical clinic space, including what to expect upon arrival and any new processes for screening employees and cleaning the facility at regular intervals. Totally makes sense. In other words, let people know what to expect when they show up. So something that we've done and we've had success with is working with clients to actually put together quick little videos. And so with an ophthalmology practice that we work with, we had them send over video clips just from an iPhone, nothing fancy, but actually follow a patient from the moment that they check in all the way through their appointment. And we made sure to showcase what's different about this, how the protocols are being followed, and how that practice is really keeping them safe. And so what we've done is we've taken that video and we've used it in multiple places. We put it on the website, we've used it on social media a couple of times, we've put it in an email newsletter, and we are just trying to get that message out to as many patients as possible that this is kind of what a new normal looks like and 
this is what you can expect. So yeah, things are a little bit different. The waiting room is going to look totally different and there's new cleaning processes in place, but here's how we're keeping you safe. And here we're like, we're open, we're committed to you. Here's what's going to happen at your appointment. And that's done really well. Yeah. And I didn't agree. And I, something I've learned through this last couple of months is we went out early on and put all these videos together and kind of put these things out there. And it was really top of mind for our team. And it's, of course, it's top of mind for the practices because we get updated safety protocols all the time that we're supposed to put across everything. But I think just like everything else, it's easy to think that we've communicated enough. And we had a practice that we had done all this for. And then I was amazed when I saw the click-through numbers on their email newsletter that went out because people still didn't understand what the safety protocols were. So if you've done it once, um, do it three, four, five more times, make this part of your communication strategy in everything you're doing. In fact, I would go as far as saying almost everything you're communicating on social media needs to be backed up with safety protocols. There's really not much else you should be doing except putting people's minds at ease. And this study kind of reinforces that. So you don't say, oh, we already did that. I've shown you, I've done three photos this week of us cleaning or gifts of us showing the social distancing in the waiting room or of how we're doing it, running in an appointment. You need to be doing this over and over because this is the number one thing people are looking for. Yeah. I mean, for patients, there's two things I think that really matter right now. Number one, are you open? And then number two, what are you doing to keep my family and I safe on our next visit? And that's all that matters. So if we don't know what you're doing to keep us safe, we're not going to come. I mean, I, I think it's as simple as that. Something else that we've seen and we've had a lot of success with is, and to your point, Jen, having something that's persistent. So on our on a lot of the websites that we we manage for clients, we've put this big, giant, ugly red bar across the top. And I have no problem saying it's ugly because it doesn't match anything else, any of the brand standards on the website. And that's kind of the point is it really stands out. And it says that we're open and we're committed to you and your safety. Click here for our safety protocols, you know, some form of that message. And that's on every single page of the website. So if a patient goes to the website, regardless of how they got there, they're going to see that big message at the top and they're going to click into that and then not only see the safety protocols, but what we've also done is we've created a list of FAQs, you know, simple things. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you probably have already created this list, whether that's for internal use with your staff or external use for patients, but there's no reason to not have that up in on the website so people can access that, you know, simple things like what are we doing to keep patients safe? Do I have to come to the office for my appointment? How does COVID-19 affect my appointment? Do I have to wear a mask? You know, things like that, that you know that your front desk or your checkout folks are dealing with. And then if you do surgery, you know, there's a whole nother set of questions there. Will surgery make me more likely to get COVID-19? That's one that we've seen a lot. So again, having this resource readily available will really help educate patients and may prevent them from delaying or just outright canceling their care. Are you ready to make marketing easier? Join Dr. Marketing Tips Lab to unlock awesome tools and coaching from the experts you hear every week on this podcast. Hi, my name is Christiana Oyunchi, and I'm the Dr. Marketing Tips Lab Community Manager. My job is to make sure you know about all the great features Lab has to offer and to answer questions you may have. Speaking of features, your Lab membership comes with tons of marketing templates, checklists, webinars, how-to guides, and even a monthly coaching call with Corey, Jennifer, 
and the entire Dr. Marketing Tips podcast team. Learn more and sign up at drmarketingtipslab.com to streamline your marketing and kickstart practice growth today. That's drmarketingtipslab.com. See you in the lab soon. Yeah, one, you mentioned there's two ways, two things that patients are really honed in on right now. One is safety and and second is, are you even open? I'm amazed at how much our team has been dealing with this open and changing hours question in the last couple of weeks. In fact, I was putting the finishing touches to this week's email newsletter that we send out. And the one kind of promotional item in there for the Dr. Marketing Tips Lab talk is talking about, you know, making sure that your office hours are current. And if you you have closures, what you need to do to manage it. Yesterday, I was dealing with a practice and they were upset because their office hours were listed incorrectly on Yelp. And we had to explain to them how to go about fixing the office hours on Yelp because they had to do it themselves. They managed to change the office hours originally, but then when they went back to regular hours, they couldn't get it changed quickly. And then we were walking through changes on Apple Maps because it was taking longer to make those changes on Apple Maps. And so I think that it's important that as you're communicating in real time right now with patients, you need to make sure that your data is accurate everywhere out there and that you have a game plan in place for making sure that accuracy. And sometimes those websites, especially Google, will allow you to share some of those safety protocols within that description about your business. And so it's not just updating things on your website, but it's updating in real-time communication across the internet. And so I think that's an important point to drive home. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, your footprint is not just what's directly in front of you. There's dozens of other directories and places that information is and that patients are finding that information. So it has to be correct everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the next thing that Ms. Lloyd there recommended? So she said that we want to emphasize how social distancing guidelines are met in the office. And I think that's kind of like a no-brainer. So not only are you doing things digitally, like what we're talking about, but also you want to have a lot of signage in the office. And if you do have someone that's still kind of at like the check-in area, then they should be able to help. I was at an orthopedic practice the other week and the people at the front, they were doing a fantastic job of kind of being like air traffic controllers. And they were telling people where to go, what to do, what's different, what to expect. Because normally how it would work is you'd walk in and you would go to whatever side of the office you needed to go to. And there, there would be not only a full waiting room, but also someone to kind of like assist you and let you know what's going on. Well, that's not really the case anymore. So when you walk in, there's kind of like no one at the front and you just sort of have to figure out where to go. But once you kind of go to that next room, the people that were in there were fantastic and letting you know like what to expect and what's going to happen, apologizing for any delays if there were any. I mean, they were just like top notch. So I think emphasizing how these social distancing guidelines are being met and then how this is going to affect your appointment is a great point. It actually just rolls into her other point I want to mention here too, where she says, if your practice has adopted a just-in-time patient rooming system, as an example, where patients wait in their car or they're notified via a phone or an app, when the provider is ready to see them, let them know that it's going to be different and proactively take steps to inform them and also let them know that you're doing this and you're going to save them some time, which I think is a fantastic spin on. Yeah, I do. And I think that the second and the third point that she's making about showing social distancing guidelines and then the just-in-time stuff, these two suggestions lend themselves to being super successful on social media. That's the whole reason you've spent years building a social network for times just 
like now so you can share. And I've seen some great things come from some of our clients recently. We had a doctor who did a time-lapse video showing what an appointment actually looks like in the office and how many times they wash their hands and how they're changing their gloves and they're changing their mask between visits. Then we're showing waiting rooms with pieces of tape over chairs as in don't sit here. You even have that one with the ophthalmology practice that you referred to earlier, showing patients in their cars in the parking lot and how they're coming in. So I think that stuff's really important. I was at a practice last week and when you go into the practice, I think it would make sense to show what you're doing to test your employees. Because when I went to the practice, you had to basically all employees before they could come in are also getting their temperature checked and they're issued new PPP every day when they come in. And so you can't go to your desk, put your stuff down and then get checked. You actually get checked when you come in. These all yield themselves perfect for telling these stories on social media. And you really right now more than ever need somebody who is a designated person or a team of persons that are helping to capture these stories because you can't tell them enough to the public. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that works really well is finding like a fun way to sort of show that there's still some personality and that these are still real people behind these masks. Because remember, with social media, you really kind of want to give folks a peek behind the curtain and let them know that the folks in your office, it can be intimidating and probably don't want to be there. But there's still people just like you and I, and they they have personalities. And uh, one thing I saw that was really fun was from um, a practice that we work with, and they actually did kind of like a Brady Bunch style and they had so it was like nine photos and they had everybody in their their masks and everything and each of the masks was something different that sort of said something about that person's personality so it was like a sports team or like cooking tools or you know it was just something to kind of let you know that hey there's smiles behind these masks and this is our family this is like our culture and we're here for you and this is sort of what makes us and I think that was like a fantastic way to show some personality introduce people to the team. And again, yeah, just remind them that there's some real humans putting themselves at risk in these offices. That's great advice. What's her next piece of advice? So then she says, your practice has reconfigured clinic flow to place highly trafficked rooms closer to the front of the office. Let patients know you've taken these steps to minimize exposure. And again, that's the whole thing is letting people know that you have taken proactive steps to minimize exposure. And like what we were saying earlier, that's not just a single post. It's not a one-time message. You can say these things, especially right now, over and over again. And when you're talking specifically about safety, there's no need to kind of get cute with the message. You can just say, hey, we're doing this. So if you're writing an email, the email can just say, like as an example, updated safety protocols. That's the subject. That's going to get people to open it. Here's how we're keeping you safe. You don't have to get cute with it. When you're on social media and you're doing something a little bit different, like what I was just talking about with like the Brady Bunch style photo, that's different because we're not talking about safety protocols, but we are sort of like subconsciously like reinforcing that same messaging. But if you're really talking about like, we've changed our entire workflow to help minimize exposure, then just say that up front. You don't have to worry about trying to make it approachable and cute. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's absolutely great advice. So what's her final, you said we were going to do like five or six. What's her final recommendation? Yeah, so the last one that she has here, another great one, is emphasize which telehealth services are available and remind patients you can still see them if they're hesitant to come to the office. So backing up what we were saying at the beginning of the episode with the emails and the click-through rates that we've seen for folks just wanting to know about safety, the next highest thing has been telemedicine. So people want to know that maybe they don't, 
have to come into the office for their appointment. And then going back to what we were saying, there are dozens of things that you can do when it comes to letting people know about telemedicine options. And again, this is something where you can just repeat it and reuse it in different ways because just because you put on your website telemedicine appointments available, that doesn't mean that everybody in your patient population knows that. So when it comes to telemedicine, a couple of things that we've seen that really work. Number one, explain what's going to happen. Again, it's all about patient readiness and patient education and let them know that, yeah, the appointment's going to be a little bit different, but, and this is a question that we actually get all the time. What, like, how do I let them know that the doctor's running late or I'm hearing from patients that they're complaining that the doctor isn't there. And the response to that has been it runs just like a regular clinic so if your appointment is at three o'clock sometimes the doctor may be spending a little bit more time with someone else but it just wait patiently and he'll be in as soon as possible and most patients i think they understand that and they understand that this is sort of new and different for everyone and just from the sheer fact that they can have their appointment from anywhere they're pretty forgiving when it comes to the provider being a little bit late yeah i think absolutely and i think telehealth has played a um, a very big role in delivering care during the pandemic. And hopefully, hopefully CMS is able to extend, if not make permanent, the regulatory changes that make telehealth part of the day-to-day care delivery. I want to try to wrap this thing up, but there was in that study by the MGMA, they also referenced a Gallup survey that was done. And basically it said that pre-COVID nurses and medical doctors represented two of the most three trusted professions among Americans. And I think that says a lot that what you're putting out there people are really paying attention to. And we've seen this kind of playing out in the media and we've had a lot of conversations with clients lately and you see it in a lot of hospital advertising right now. But people, because they're fearful, they don't know what they don't know, have been staying home. Whether it's they're having chest pains and they're afraid to go to the hospital, they're delaying care you know, for routine colonoscopies that could be potentially life-threatening get care, mammograms aren't getting scheduled, but things of that nature. And it's imperative that practices truly can cut through all the noise and the clutter that's out there in the media because nobody has a perfect answer right now. So we're getting all these conflicting messages. So it's critical right now that practices that medical doctors are putting out the best information possible and are doing it in a very clear, concise, and consistent way because we don't want patients to be afraid. We want them to be able to trust medical providers, um, that you're adhering to all of these safety protocols. And what we don't want are mistakes like what we saw with a client this week who didn't have their mask on and the, the patient flipped out and walked out of the building and then to the internet to shame them publicly and truly shame on them. They should have been following the safety protocols. But right now, with really just a heightened sense of paranoia and security and not knowing what's ahead, it is incumbent upon all of us to make sure that we put safety first. And it's something that our patients are going to remember moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like anything, right? You control the things that you can control. So you can control, you know, for the most part, if your team is following the safety protocols and when they're not, there's going to be a backlash and there's nobody really to blame there, but that employee and that that team lead, that's something that's easily preventable, right? And another thing I would say just to kind of close this out is that the quality of information matters more than the quality of their production. So don't worry if it's a cell phone video, like don't stress about how these things are really coming off, but don't delay providing this information because you're worried about the quality of whatever the produced piece is going to be like. 
obviously you want to put your best foot forward, but it's okay if something isn't perfect as long as that information is getting out there and it's getting to your patients. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.